0: when we hear that a person in some remote community has had a UFO sighting, we respond with a smile and a shake of the head. When three or four credible people report seeing a mysterious craft, we may pay just slightly more attention. But when thousands of people claim to have seen the same strange object, and hundreds provide videotape evidence, we may begin to think that maybe, just maybe, there is more than a grain of truth to the reports. Which brings us to the fantastic saga mexico ufo (coughs) july 11th 1991 the last total eclipse of the sun in this century perhaps the most spectacular celestial event of the past 200 years for the residents of mexico city the eclipse prompted a festive celebration thousands took to the streets as one of the world's largest cities was plunged into total darkness in the middle of broad daylight no one imagined that the entire country was about to be swept up in a wave of UFO hysteria. That afternoon, a television executive named Guillermo Araguin
1: was videotaping the eclipse when he noticed an unusual object overhead. It was presented on the news. It was said that a very strange object was over Mexico City, but nobody said what it was. When I saw it, I said, oh, my God. This is a UFO, a real UFO. I mean, you can look at it, you can look at the video and be absolutely convinced, what are you looking at? Jaime Maussan is one of Mexico's most
0: respected television journalists. For the past nine years, he has produced, directed, and hosted Mexico's edition of 60 Minutes, or 60 Minutos. Eight days after the eclipse, Jaime presented the Araguin footage as part
1: of a special UFO broadcast. The network was inundated with phone calls. We asked the people in Mexico to bring their videos to us because we like to see if in the clips, they had recorded the same stuff. The telephone lines blew up. I mean, 40,000 calls at the same time. Then the, the system was completely shut out. We received more than 15 videos, and we now know for sure that at least in seven of them, we can see the same, exactly the same ship that was recorded by Guillermo Arreguin. One of the many videos was sent
0: by Eric Aguilar, a 19-year-old student at National University of Mexico. He was setting up to film the eclipse from a rooftop when his girlfriend spotted something unusual in the sky. Uh.
2: We all turned to look. My girlfriend commented that it was a UFO. But we thought it was a joke. No one really believed her when she said
0: she saw a UFO. But within moments, they all decided that the object was not a joke at all.
2: At first, all we saw was a white dot in the sky. That's all we could see in the beginning. Later, we saw that this dot was shining brightly it, it must have been a very bright star and we didn't realize it at first we didn't realize it until we saw the videotape later we saw that this dot it, it wasn't a dot anymore. it was a larger object and it was giving off light it was shining
0: At virtually the same time, 60 miles from Mexico City, a businessman named Luis Lana photographed a similar object. As I raised the camera, you could see something in the
2: clouds. And it was a metal object. And it looked like it was made of two plates. You can distinguish a dome and it turned on its own axis. It was silver plated, a color like aluminum. You can see clearly it's not a star. It's a UFO because it had a shadow underneath. If it were a star or a planet, you, you would see clearly that it would be completely luminous. But this one had a little shadow underneath.
0: Yet another video was shot by the Breton family in Puebla, a city 80 miles east of Mexico City. Magnifying the Breton video revealed an odd wave-like disturbance behind the pulsating disk, perhaps some kind of energy trail. Jaime Maussan enhanced the Aragin footage and compared it to the Breton tape. The objects, though photographed nearly 100 miles apart, were remarkably
1: similar in every aspect. Uh, The video from Puebla was absolutely identical to the one we had seen with Arreguin in Mexico. Uh, it was for the first time in history. Never before we, you had a tape of two UFOs in two different places at exactly the same moment. The videos caused a sensation throughout Mexico,
0: but the UFO craze was just beginning. months later, an engineer named Vincente Sanchez took his video camera to a military air show in Mexico City.
2: I was following one of the planes, and I saw a shiny dot in the camera. I didn't know what it was, but it seemed to be moving. It was undulating. So I let the planes go off, and I focused more on this shiny dot in the sky. What I saw... It was a bright, round object, about 10 meters in diameter. It was made of silver, was shining very brightly, and reflected the sunlight a lot. It didn't fly like a plane, it was undulating. The
0: object appeared, undulated, and moved
2: around very quickly.
0: A year later, a similar object was videotaped at the same air show. This time, the disk descended rapidly and mysteriously disappeared. By the time the 1993 air show rolled around, people anticipated another sighting. Sure enough, just as a squadron of helicopters flew by, the familiar metallic disk appeared it was traveling against the wind so much so that had it been a
2: balloon considering the force of the helicopter blades it would have crashed
0: but no it kept on its path very very straight and steady till it got lost in the sky optical enhancement of this video seems to reveal that the object crossed in close proximity to the helicopters curiously
1: the military has consistently declined to address the matter the military hasn't made any comment on that sighting or any sighting and there are many more where we can relate the military or military planes to videos however we haven't have any kind of answer from them
0: since the eclipse in july of 1991 there have been thousands of sightings throughout mexico there is no clear pattern although the great majority have occurred in and around Mexico City. The witnesses range from pilots, to doctors, to bus drivers, and even school children. These drawings are made by a class of fifth graders who allegedly saw UFOs in March of 1993. The pictures are strikingly similar in detail, three shining lights with the brightest light in the center. Los objetos serán...
2: The objects were silver with red. One of them was coming down, and the other one that you could see in the sky was silver. When they were a little lower, you could see the shape of the objects. They were like saucers with a dome, everything silver. And though it was harder to see, there seemed to be a kind of British magnetic
1: field, all around it. We haven't find a single reason why these little kids made this story up. There were so many. And when you talk to them, you can feel the honesty that they transmit. They're just little kids. They don't care about the UFO conspiracy. They don't care about if they are real or not. They saw what they saw. People really like UFOs people really believe in ufos <coughs> uh, we are now convinced that we are living an incredible experience as a country as a society because it's everywhere it's not just one people it's many people with their eyes in the sky and a camera in their hands now is the video era and the video is going to solve the ufo mystery are the
0: mexico ufos real It is difficult to deny the startling images captured on videotape, though a determined skeptic would no doubt find some basis to discount the entire episode, but for those who have actually witnessed the mysterious objects in the skies over Mexico, seeing is believing.
3: Greetings everybody out there in dreamland, namaste and salaam. Iron sharpens iron, and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all for tuning in to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with most, the Gulf Coast of Texas, and it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Thank each and every one of you, listeners new and old, most sincerely, and especially thank you those who have supported me and continue to support me, either by following liking, and sharing my content either through podcast form or through social media. Thank you most of all. And a special thanks to those who have taken the extra mile of supporting financially through tipping via cash app through X. Formerly Twitter, the account on X has a cash app tipping icon on the profile. If you like these efforts, if you like the videos, if you like the news, then just send my way $1, $5, $10, whatever you have burning a hole in your pocket, or collecting dust in an account, you know, whatever. I know a lot of people can't. For those, there's the free option, liking, sharing, and subscribing. But for those that can... And those that really want to go the extra mile in supporting the independent journalism efforts of Beyond Top Secret Texas, definitely, I am shilling the Cash App account for everyone to use because I can't get on Patreon, I can't get on any other type of subscription service or anything like that because of my views, my content, etc. Uh, demonetized from YouTube, thus demonetized from Google. There's no Google official outlet and uh, everything. And until I get my books finished and published on Amazon, this is my soul revenue stream so thank you each and every one of you who have done that (laughs) i'm not going to talk your ear off about the whole internet introduction i know you guys hear it each and every episode so i'm trying to uh you know get better at streamlining this experience and everything but i just like to keep up with the whole uh you know any old business any new business type thing um so yeah let's get into it Today is a Monday, our new schedule, which has been switched over since the beginning of August. We remember is Sunday, it's Texas by Texan, and that is Texas-specific episodes based on Texas conspiracies or Texas uh, little-known facts or uh, dangers or really interesting topics, typically on the darker side. Um, then there's the Monday episodes, with today's, which would be, if you're listening to the future, this is uh, Monday, August 28th, 2023. This is a UFO episode, UFO-specific day. It could be anything from Secret Space Program to the UFO cases in history. Today is going to be about UFO cases in Mexico, and kind of a very strange and almost surreal uh, ignorance, and intentional ignorance, obscuration, um, and, and obscurity. In America, of Mexico's UFO sightings and UFO disclosure and milestones, as well as their entire culture when it comes to their attitudes regarding UFOs and knowledge of these things, which is directly southern of the United States border in, in North America. It's not a South American speaking nation, it's a North American nation, just like Canada or any of the Caribbean nations. Uh, and just like America, equally in regards to age and social status and, and the world and society, etc., it's as well as internally its own people populations, a hundred million. Uh, one of the largest cities in the world, Mexico City, is its capital. It's been around since the you know indigenous peoples of the Aztec and the Maya and everything is as, as a actual civilized you know uh, urban society. Uh, you know, much longer than many European societies and had developed a much, you know, higher level of civilization, regardless of what the history books like to uh, point out. You know, much to their uh, chagrin, the Europeans can't really defy that Mexico isn't an extremely important part of uh, the equation, both in the occult and in the real political, you know, sense of the word. Regardless if they've been uh, basically co-opted and made a, th- a vessel state for the United States over the course of many wars, um, you know Mexico historically is, is, and, and will be in the future uh, a very awesome place, a very very complex, very cool, very very interesting to actually learn about and to know. Um, you know, just as a, a true nation and a true people. But Mexico has also a fuckload of UFO sightings. And I mean, capital F, capital U, capital C, capital K, capital load, fuckload of UFO sightings. I mean, they have thousands upon thousands of UFO sightings a year. Yet, by all Western metrics, you would never know this, nor understand the severity of this truth. I like the poignancy of this truth. You would never know any of this if you were an American in the English-speaking world. A large part of it has to do because of the English-Spanish divide. You don't speak Spanish, thus you cannot hear or, or really search up or uh, read any of their news or websites, etc. But also because a willing cultural relativism in the world of ufology based on the Anglosphere the English-speaking countries of the United States, Canada, and Britain, and the UK, uh, as well as Australia, completely neglect and ignore, as well as relegate the Spanish-speaking world, specifically that of Mexico, to a imaginary third-world status, intellectually and civilly, disregarding any accomplishments or veracity that they have made within the world of ufology, either through intentional study with their own military or civilian journalists or ufologists, or incidentally, with the amount of evidence, which is mountains, the mountains of evidence that has come out of Mexico throughout the years. Um, We're going to start in the 1990s to kind of work through the history of it just briefly in terms of importance, Uh, but well within the modern age with VHS cameras, news cameras, uh, high definition cameras, you know, cellular phones, digital cameras, mainstream news sources and their equipment, their video videographers, their journalists, their uh, broadcast, uh, you know, uh, stations and equipment, uh, as well as the amateur home, home owned VHS camera, Kodak camera, uh, digital camera on a cell phone, you know, what have you, <laughs> throughout, like, you know, since the 90s, we're gonna start, but throughout the entirety of the 20th century, before that, and since then. And it's like, like everything is as equal, you know, uh, in the past as it is the future. We can only assume that as many thousands of UFOs have been continually seen. Since the dawn of man, when it comes, like, say, so basically since the beginning of history, since it comes to the, the Aztecs, the Mayans, uh, the Olmec, the Toltec, uh, you know, the, the, the many hundreds of different uh, civilizations, tribes, peoples, uh, the Spanish, you know, the, the French uh, Bourbons, the um, who would become the Mexican nationals. You know the the any any visitors etc. The, the Americans when they became to occupy the nation, and that it's just gone unknown, not not be not made top secret, not classified, just gone unknown and ignored, because of a fostered and cultivated sense of American. Ignorance when it comes to its Spanish speaking neighbors directly to the south or central or southern Americas because of an arrogance within ourselves as a scientific and rational atheistic neoliberal people. But in turn is just a proof of racism and an extreme racism at that, which is a willingness to ignore an entire people's perspective on an issue because of disrespect for no reason (laughs) without a single merit in terms of the veracity of eyewitnesses or the credibility of evidence simply because, in my opinion and hypothesis, they do not speak English. Skeptics such as Mick West are perfect examples of this within the world of modern American ufology, and I put that in quotation marks because he's also British, but he's now a converted, Amer- at least an American citizen, a legalized immigrant. Um... But that's exactly—it's like you know, putting a hat on a hat for what I'm saying. The British and Americans, belonging to the Anglo sphere, only consider themselves the, the the two authorities to decide what's real and not real, especially when it comes to terms of ufology, such as cases, case history, and what gets published, both in mainstream. Media such as television and uh, you know uh, mainstream media such as uh, social media, in terms of UFO Twitter X UFO X or whatever, which itself gets hundreds of thousands now millions and must always be considered as a pillar of the mainstream media is social media and online media etc. Like where it's a Buzzfeed bullshit puff Post. Posting or whatever, I'm I'm out of the game. Those places I know we were defunct and they had gone bankrupt uh, last time I checked. But it's like exactly what what's Vice News talking about and who's Vice News talking to? Uh, also a bankrupt company. To showing my age, it's funny because everything dies and and it's like the life the lifetime and span of a, of a you know youth oriented counterculture type uh, news source is less than ten years. And it um, doesn't matter how big you are, like the Young Turks, etc., Eventually, you will become just bullshit. Like I know they were always bullshit, but yeah, no matter how high and mighty they they rise in success and celebrity, and so that they will eventually fall on their fucking asses. And because they, they are not omnipotent and they're not accurate beyond an average person, and eventually they they will lose momentum and start getting uh, start spiraling, basically. Right? And the same thing with McWest. West. has already done that. Uh, all these skeptics are already doing that. All the UFO celebrities are already doing that. All the nothing burger stories are already doing that. All the, like, Tom DeLonge already did that. In fact, had to close down his UFO disclosure group. Uh, whatever the fuck, Angels and Airwaves. Uh, bullshit. Star, Aca- uh, Star Academy. Academy to the Stars. Whatever the fuck that was. I hated that thing that was so fucking much. I was so cringy. But that closed down and ran out of money, and they couldn't pay people like Lou Louis Elizondo or anything, who had quit his job to go work for them, quote-unquote. Like, as though it's all kayfabe, the fucking guy never left the military or the intelligence agencies. He's a fucking spook. And just info agent and shit like that. And it was just, you know, they were all Freemasons, every single one of them. They get on TV and shit for this. But, yeah, like, West and all that. It's all part of the brotherhood of English-speaking uh, Freemasonic bullshit and like the, the Scottish and York right and shit like that but they've always been extremely racist and belligerent towards the Spanish speaking Latin American worlds uh, mostly because of their Catholic heritage and uh, this is definitely because the Catholics hate the Freemasons and they hate the Jews and the Freemasons are Jews they're just crypto Jews um, so it's one of those things it followed from the what European purges to the West and uh, the West the the Jews and the Freemasons have more power and more prestige uh, because they took over more land uh, you know, faster from the natives than the Latin American and the Catholics could because the Catholics were busy trying to convert them and the British and the Americans just exterminated them and um, it's much easier to rule over a land with a genocided Native American population than a population that's, you know, you're keeping alive because in your own belief system you value life and value souls. like And and the Talmudists do not. The Talmudists consider them Gentiles and uh, are Goy, basically, Goyim, and just consider them animals and just slaughter them like you would any other animal. They didn't consider them human because they're Talmudists and only Talmudists are human compared to other Talmudists, or, you know, in terms of that, That's exactly the same thing. Only in these Talmudic controlled cultures of the English and the uh, Americans, which they call it the law, the law of the land, the the law that they they follow, legal, you know, America's the land of laws, that they consider non-Talmudists, non-Freemasons, less than human, and thus have no opinion or authority on any subject, and cannot dictate what is real or not, even within their own experiences, because a Talmudist can tell them, if they are a non-Talmudist what is right and wrong what is real and non-real what is true and untrue and they will develop arguments etc to convince them through debate and through verbal uh, arguments and complaints etc and they would form these, these coalitions of uh, peer pressure to redefine things in society much like how we're dealing with political correctness the LGBTQ thing uh the the power of words the left melting down and canceling uh certain things and trying to reappropriate and rewrite and, and set like re- redesign history to fit a more uh modern day like current year type uh, worldview is because of this battle with words or battle for language with language but that's beside the point this is just kind of the, to explain really what i'm getting from it, Is that americans and the british hate fucking mexico they hate mexicans they hate latin americans they hate the spanish-speaking world they call it the third world because it deflects from the fact that they just rip it fucking off and rape it and rob it every chance they get and control its leadership and do not allow anything like democracy uh to ever exist in a because as a democratic country they're really an imperialistic empire uh without an emperor uh, besides capitalism and so people like the Dole fruit company are really the ones enslaving uh say people in honduras or people in costa rica or people in nicaragua et cetera. not the usa well technically speaking And you know it's exactly where it kind of comes down to the talmudist aspect of it the talmudists are like yeah not technically speaking we don't we didn't enslave and disregard your entire society and culture because of our capitalistic need for profits and our history with the slave trade, etc., as pirates, uh, because we operate as a criminal organization, fundamentally because we don't consider you're human, because you don't speak our language, and don't necessarily worship and follow the series of books called the Babylonian Talmud. And so, we get to the crux of the idea here. Where the fuck am I going with this? UFOs in Mexico have been seen... In mass, in the thousands, they've been seen so many times, it is not even worth pointing out specific examples or cases, although I will, but it's more so worth pointing out how many are ignored and how many are left out, are left obscure in Western publications like MUFON or fucking Wikipedia even, right? So let me read this exciting. And I will prove to you, by once reading this sighting from a really valid source, unsolvedmysteries.com, the actual website that has generationally survived from the Unsolved Mysteries brand that has existed since the 90s, and is still going strong with a modern podcast. I highly recommend listening to them out, as well as a Netflix documentary show, which is meh, but still cool. So let's get this, UFO in Mexico, hundreds of people in Mexico City witnessed the same UFO. Case details, on July 11, 1991, the last total eclipse of the century occurred. For the residents of Mexico City, the eclipse prompted a festive celebration. Thousands took to the streets as one of the world's largest cities was plunged into total darkness in the middle of broad daylight. No one imagined that the entire country was about to be swept into a wave of UFO hysteria. That afternoon, a television executive named Guillermo Aragon who was videotaping the eclipse from a rooftop when he noticed an unusual object overhead. Jaime Massan, a respected television journalist in Mexico, recalled his initial reaction after viewing the footage. When I saw it, I said, oh my god, this is a UFO. A real UFO. I mean, you can look at it. You can look at the video and be absolutely convinced what you are looking at. Jaime Massan produced, directed, and hosted Mexico's edition of 60 Minutes, Arsicenta Eight days after the eclipse, Jaime presented the Aragon footage as part of a special UFO broadcast. According to Jaime, the network is inundated with phone calls. The telephone lines blew up, I mean, 40,000 calls at the same time. Then the system was completely shut out. We received more than 15 videos, and we know now for sure that at least seven of them, we can see the same ship that was recorded by Galarman Aragon. Eric Aguilar, a 19-year-old student at a university in Mexico, sent in one of the many videos. He was setting up to film the eclipse on the rooftop when he spotted something unusual in the sky. At first, we saw a white dot in the sky. That's all we could see at the beginning. Later, we saw this dot was shining brightly. It wasn't a dot anymore. It was a larger object, and it was giving off light. It was shining. The videos caused a sensation throughout Mexico, but the UFO craze was just beginning. Two months later, an engineer named Vincente Sanchez took his video camera to a military air show in Mexico City. I was following one of the planes and I saw a shiny dot in the camera. It didn't fly like a plane, it was undulating. I didn't know what it was, so I let the planes go off and I focused more on the shiny dot in the sky. What I saw was a bright, round object about 10 meters in diameter. It was made of silver. It was shining very brightly and reflected the sunlight a lot. The object appeared undulated and moved around quickly. A year later, a similar object was videotaped at the same air show. This time, the disc descended rapidly and mysteriously disappeared. Alejandro Leal shot amateur video of the flying disc. It was traveling against the wind, so much so that it had been a balloon. Considering the force of the helicopter blades, it would have crashed. But no, it kept on its path very straight and steady until it got lost high in the sky. Since the eclipse of July 1991, there have been thousands of sightings throughout Mexico. There is no clear pattern although the majority have occurred in and around Mexico City. The witnesses range from pilots to doctors to bus drivers and even school children. But are the UFOs real? It's hard to deny the images captured on videotape. A skeptic would suspect a hoax, but for those who have witnessed the mysterious objects in the skies over Mexico, seeing is believing. And I have a complete uh, video or the audio for that video segment that this was a script uh, for. And I'll, I'll... put it in for your uh, for your information and enjoyment but yes when you hear that case remember that there's also a case in 1995 in Mexico City. in which the UFOs were seen in the hundreds. Literally in the hundreds. And they were seen by tens of thousands of people. With the videos ultimately seen by millions of people. And that has become almost completely memory hold in the United States but if you look for this online like I just have uh, literally before heading the microphone to record again it is nowhere to be found on Google and I know Google is a complete shit show when it comes to hiding uh, information and not, but it's, it's all, it doesn't even give you pop ups in Mexico. It's, it's 100% centered on the United States and specifically uh, Midwestern states like Indiana. And I, I have tried every Google food trick I know to specifically look for it. But what I did find, and information is very scarce uh, when it comes to any of this shit uh, from Mexico on English Google and this is what I was saying the they people in Silicon Valley are these Talmudists and the Talmudists do not respect them so much as they do not show anything that is not in this English language uh, article not even offering it for translation it is the worst internet search engine you could possibly use for international research um, absolutely fucking a shit show and uh, you know I fucking hate it but it's to prove a point it's to prove a point that, uh, you know, you cannot rely on the search engines and the internet as a resource to search for UFO information and have it accurately return anything from even uh, even as Latin American as the North American nation of Mexico, let alone anything from Central or South America. But I did find this article. Mexico City gridlocked by sightseers after Hotel releases a dozen UFOs. Sorry. Belay my last on that one. Not the article I wanted to get to. These are all skeptic articles. And I was going to have a second segment where I talk about skeptic articles. But I'm not even going to give them a voice. I'm not even going to dignify them with a response. As to how foolish it is. But it is. 100%. As I've already said. Just discrimination, racism, and absolute disregard for the dignity of real human beings and a real society and a real independent nation of the first world in North America. Just like if they had uh, a complete bias and disregard for anything Canadian. You know, it would be as senseless and ultimately as discriminatory and incorrect for anyone to pursue that kind of thinking. Here is an article about a 2018 mass sighting. Much like the mass sightings that I was describing in the 90s, that I cannot find a single English-speaking article in defense of or uh, just simply to highlight and show a mere 25 years later. That's how hard they have hidden this information. But This is from 2018 and was as equally obscure being found literally on the sixth page of Google results for the search mass sighting by thousands in Mexico City, which is an event that has happened that I can know of at least five different times in my lifetime. And I am 36 years old currently. The date was Saturday, December 1st, 2018. The place was Mexico City's Zocola, One of the largest public squares in the world, the nation of Mexico was celebrating the inauguration of their 58th president, Andrés Manuel López Albrador. After the swearing in ceremony before the Mexican Congress, the new president appeared on a makeshift stage in the Zocalo to take part in a purification ceremony before addressing the crowd of tens of thousands of people. The spiritual leaders from various indigenous groups blessed the new president with brushes of herbs and threw incantations over incense. This great square was no stranger to ceremony as it was once the civic ceremonial center of the Aztec Empire. For hundreds of years, the heart of Mexico City has been a special place of sacred rites and rituals involving great pomp and circumstance. On this Saturday afternoon, not all eyes and camera phones were fixed on the cultural spectacle on stage. Many attendees looked to the sky and were amazed at what they saw and what they were able to catch on camera. One witness, Angelus Rincon, appeared on a local radio station describing the pomp and circumstance in the sky. Some 40 orbs hovered over the ceremonies and moved across the sky in a linear fashion. The radio show host asked Angelus rapid-fire questions. Were they balloons from the inauguration ceremony? Were they drones? Were they reflections off the clouds? The eyewitnesses answered no to each question. Others began calling in and relating to what they had seen in the skies over the momentous events. Small silver and white orbs hovered, flew in lines, and quickly darted away. Several camera phones caught the action in the sky, and soon amateur video popped up on the internet. No one could explain what was happening over the heart of Mexico City. A seasoned UFO researcher will tell you what happened on inauguration Day was nothing new for this metropolis of over 25 million people. Even before the Spanish arrived, the Aztecs recorded recorded seeing strange things in the sky over their own capital city which was located where Mexico now sits. A glowing object streaking across the heavens even made it into the Aztec's written records. It alarmed Emperor Montezuma to a great degree and many priests of this day considered it a bad omen. For many details of the celestial event, please see Mexico Unexplained episode number 68 titled The Eight Omens of Montezuma and the End of the Aztec Empire. In the modern day, UFO researcher considers Mexico City to be a hotbed of UFO activity. It is globally recognized as one of the most active UFO sites in the world. Is it because Mexico City has always been a special place or is it based on the sheer numbers of its people? With so many people and so many recording devices available to Chilangos, our Mexico City residents, it's really no wonder why reports of UFO sightings over the capital city occur with such regularity. A mass sighting may involve tens of thousands of people, or even more. To note, one of the most witnessed UFO events in human history may have happened over the Mexican capital in a time before cell phone cameras, but at a time of VHS cameras. On July 11, 1991, Mexico City was preparing for what is called the Eclipse of the Millennium. A total eclipse of the sun lasting 6 minutes and 45 seconds was to occur over the Mexican capital in early afternoon. With people looking to the sky, numbering in the millions, according to some estimates, hundreds of thousands of people noticed a shiny metal object hovering in the near distance a few minutes into the eclipse. It was a metallic disc-shaped rotating object. Galeriman Erwin, a cameraman for the Mexican television network Televisa, who was filming the eclipse, got footage of the object. It was broadcast on Mexican television later that night. After that broadcast, 17 other people came forward with similar video cam footage regarding various parts of the city. With so many people looking up to observe the eclipse, the July 11th, 1991 sighting may have been the most observed UFO experience in human history. The eclipse of the Millennium sighting happened some 40 years after the very first mass sighting over Mexico City, which occurred on March 28th, 1950 over the International Airport. The next day, the headlines of the newspaper La Prensa proclaimed, Plato Valador en la capital." In bold capital letters taking up more than half the front page. In English, this translates to Flying Saucer over the Capitol. The sighting happened in the morning, in the 7 a.m. A. hour, and lasted some two hours. Pilots, ground crews, and airline passengers marveled at the gigantic disc that hovered over the airport. Mexican authorities contacted the U.S. Embassy, and the Americans sent members of the military attaché to the airport to observe... But like their Mexican counterparts, they had no explanation for what they were seeing. The Americans would have their own UFO flap over their own capital city two years later as a fleet of flying saucers would appear in the skies of Washington, D.C. in the summer of 1952. As Mexican ufologists are proud to point out, Mexico was first. Since the initial sighting of 1950, social media and video sharing sites on the internet like YouTube have become popular venues for disseminating amateur videos of UFOs. The massive adoption of camera phone technology in Mexico starting around the year 2010 has helped to bring this about. Quick online searches combining Mexico City with UFO are the Spanish equivalent OVNI pronounced OVNI yield a huge variety of UFO footage from the silly to the thought-provoking. As with the UFO video clips coming from anywhere, it is up to the viewer to discern the deliberate fakes and hoaxes with CGI from the legitimate objects that are not identifiable. In many cases, it is hard to tell what's what. Because of the sheer number of people on the ground looking up, there is a great diversity in the UFO sightings over Mexico City. UFOs can take strange shapes or can appear as the traditional saucers or orbs often seen in the United States. Often they are seen in groups, sometimes classified as flotas or fleets. One of the largest so-called fleets appeared over the site of the first mass sighting in Mexico City at the International Airport. On December 16, 2015, sometime in the mid-afternoon, a fleet of some 100 unidentified flying objects appeared over the airspace above the airport some of these objects darted about but approximately 30 of them formed a v formation and slowly moved across mexico city at around 3 p.m a few hours after that the alleged fleet had dissipated and by 5 30 eyewitnesses reported a lone large white spherical object moving north to south over the airport gaining in altitude as it flew away some thought that this was some sort of mothership. Later that day, a 767 plane reported flying under this same large spherical object near the Gulf of Mexico. In the great variety of UFO experiences in Mexico City, there exists a tale of possible alien contact. One of the first is the nation of Mexico. It had happened on the morning of August 19, 1965 a few years after the famous Betty and Barney Hill UFO abduction in the United States. The setting for the alleged Mexico City close encounter was a vacant lot outside the National Polytechnic Institute. Two brothers, Yeo and Payo Rodriguez, saw a saucer-shaped craft hover over the lot and then it landed after extending tripoidal landing gear. The brothers claimed that a group of small humanoid beings wearing respirators exited the craft and approached them. A member of this extraterrestrial landing party then placed a small metal object at one of the brothers' feet. Yeo and Peyo took the metal object to the school's laboratory for study, and when news of the encounter spread, newspapers sent investigative teams to the landing site and took photographs of the visible burn marks on vegetation in the vacant lot and what appeared to be a strange liquid on the ground later characterized as fuel. The tests on the small metal object left behind were inconclusive. Some leading Mexican UFO investigators have dismissed the Rodriguez UFO encounter as a hoax, while others as a military or military industrial top secret craft. The next month of the same year, seemingly in honor of Mexico's 155th anniversary and independence from Spain, another UFO flap happened in the nation's capital. Some 5,000 phone calls flooded police and aviation authorities on September 16, 1965, and people were reporting the same thing. Six luminous objects hovered over the National Cathedral and ancient Aztec Templo Mayor Complex by Zacolo. Traffic seized up along the Paseo de la Reforma as people got out of their cars to view the spectacle. The objects hovered over the heart of the city for about an hour, and perhaps 100,000 people saw them. Eyewitnesses described what they were seeing in both extraterrestrial and spiritual terms. One of the luminous objects would return to September 25th and hover over the city center again before darting away at incredible speeds. Two days later, two of the same objects came back in the early evening hours and this time flew lower. Witnesses saw them buzz over the Gilded Dome of the Palacio de Bellas Artes and Alameda Park. Some waiting for a bus described the objects as enormous, luminous bodies with intermittent sparkling lights. The sightings of 1965 in and around Mexico City were so intriguing that newspapers from around the world carry stories about them, including such faraway publications as Kenya's Mombasa Times. What I said, globally and internationally recognized as being a UFO Super Hotspot, a super center for UFO activity, mass sightings numbering into the tens and hundreds of thousands with documented evidence being included in their mainstream press publication since the 1950s. And if you would Google search UFO mass sightings in Mexico, you would get jack fucking shit because it's intentionally obscured and intentionally covered up and ignored by so-called UFO experts in the English-speaking world between the UK, Australia, and the USA and Canada. Those countries ignore and hide all of the Mexican ufologists and UFO evidence from the search engines that they control from Silicon Valley and their intelligence companies on down to the useful idiots in pop culture, the people on YouTube, the talking heads on UFO Twitter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If they're speaking English and given mainstream voice, either from a skeptical side like Mick West or a uh, uh, disclosure side like Gary Nolan or whatever the fuck, uh, whoever's popular now, Grush or whatever, they will never bring up any activity from Mexico. And any, releva- uh, any revelations or in context of having occurred or any importance to a greater ufology picture or puzzle or even as a piece of a puzzle to a greater global sense because it's American relativism and Americans dictating what is real to Americans as the literal center, quote-unquote, center of the earth in their imaginations. It's egomaniacal megalomania, it is narcissism to the extreme, it is cultural relativism and ignorance to the extreme, but that is the state of American and English-speaking ufology, as we're getting to here, this article, let alone many others do exist across the international time and space, but as I have proven, despite Google searching uh, and trying to get articles from uh, mainstream OSs operations and search engines. Uh, as a second part, I will show you how little information is included in Wikipedia, for example, on the subject Mexico UFOs or Mexican UFOs or UFOs over Mexico. I will show you that just as an aside, not, not bringing up the skeptical articles, sorry, not bringing up the skeptical articles, just for streamlining in time, because I think you already get my point, is that they fucking treat Mexicans like shit when it comes to UFOs and they think we are so fucking stupid that we can't tell balloons from actual crafts in the sky flying against the wind at high altitude even in terms of flying over the nation's fucking airport or military air shows. Let alone you have assholes like Mick West who think that the Mexican Air Force can't properly use their own equipment such as FLIR or infrared. Which is another thing I'll be getting to, hopefully, within this episode. Continuing the article. Marta Susanna, the Bleach Blonde talk show host, decided to take up the Mexico City UFO issue on July 11, 2000, on her popular television program. A series of incidents happened in February of that year involving members of Mexico City's police force. On Valentine's Day at 2 o'clock in the morning, two police officers saw an object about 10 meters wide hovering over a soccer field near a school. The object was disc-shaped and projected an array of multicolored lights as it hung suspending over the field. The flashing of the lights intensified and the object began making a whirring sound. One of the patrolmen called in for backup as soon as a dozen or so other policemen bore witness to the strange craft. The UFO disappeared at around 2.20 a.m. and curiously the policemen's wristwatches were frozen at the time and could not be made to work again. The object reappeared at 2.45 and again at 3.10 in different parts of Mexico City, all logged down by police officers who had witnessed it. Two different patrolmen tried taking photos of the object but not a single photo developed properly from their cameras. The same force operating on the police officers' watches apparently was operating on the camera equipment, making them inoperable. The Marla Susana talk show included one of the police officers from that night and air traffic controllers on one side and a group of skeptics on the other. Over the course of the hour, the two sides hashed it out in skeptics versus believers fashion, and although they did not come to any conclusions, the show made for some good daytime drama for bored Mexico City housewives. As one of the largest cities in the world, Mexico City has been for many years a hotbed of UFO activity. With many eyes toward the sky and the overabundance of camera equipment in the hands of common citizens, the UFO skeptics and serious researchers alike can look forward to ample material to sift through through the foreseeable future. It kind of ended week, but that was from Inexplicita, Inexplicita, sorry, Inexplicita the Journal of Hispanic UFOlogy, online. And that was at least the friendliest and most informative article I could get within the first 10 pages of Google searching. But luckily I know for a fact that this exists. And I also speak a little bit of Spanish and Gus can navigate their website. So it's fucking bizarro world to me. As I have to just literally wade through the garbage that both lists sightings and then tries to debunk them almost purely on racist logics while trying to maintain skepticism but a reality coming off as pretending that Mexicans at any level of their society in their government operational field or capacity for observance ...are almost invariably wrong, easily tricked, bamboozled, or just incompetent. Regardless if they be literally the city's mayor... ...Air Force uh, officers, police officers, uh, journalists, videographers... uh, ...you know, eyewitnesses, people who work at other occupations that don't even involve this, like, you know, bankers... Uh, the many families and, and every age range, from the elderly to the young children who have seen them in schools, they, you know, the list goes on. The, that all hundreds of thousands and all millions of Mexicans who have seen UFOs, recorded them, taken photos of them, published them online, etc., must completely all be faking, hoaxing, and in on this as a concerted effort or a cultural madness. But we know not that be the case. Mexico just has a shitload of UFOs. And whatever their origins, Mexico just has a shitload of UFOs. Sorry, a fuckload with a capital F-U-C-K. Load. So let's... When we pull this up, though, on Wikipedia, and I think I've already made my point on that just to streamline on time, made my point that UFO is... Filled with mass sightings that are undeniable and globally recognized. But yet, on the Western side of things, in the American English-speaking world, at the very least, uh, and extending to all the sphere, you wouldn't know this. It's completely fucking hidden and buried. Completely hidden. Uh, for example, Wikipedia, which is used primarily by the kids and the young people and the boomers and all that shit, basically by Americans and English speakers... Uh, Even though it's in, you know, all these different languages used primarily by the English-speaking world. Um, When you type in UFO sightings in Mexico, the results it gives you... And remember, it does not have to agree with them. It does not have to um, uh, endorse them. It just has to list them if they have evidence, Right. And it lists things like Sonic the Hedgehog animated TV episodes in grueling detail for hundreds of pages, right? Like, shit like that. Like, Transformers, the TV show, or movies have a larger Wikipedia imprint than, like, the American Revolution. Or, like, uh, Louis Pasteur's Wikipedia article or something like that, right? Like, uh... You know, Mahatma Gandhi has a smaller Wikipedia article than, like, uh, Aquaman or some bullshit like that. Uh, Spider-Man or whatever. Uh, We know where it orients it, to the retardos, to the mainstream normies. This is Wikipedia for Sheepopedia, basically. Right? The Sheepopedia. But UFO sightings in Mexico generates three fucking things. Three things. There are three sightings... From three years, and this is the timeline of Mexican UFO sightings, or the timeline of unidentified flying objects reported in Mexico. We covered more than three sightings in the last article. These three sightings, by the way, are not the ones covered in the last article. They're not the ones covered by um, um, uh, unsolved mysteries. They're not. They're not those sightings they're not on this list so we know immediately it's fucking lying to us the 1991 mass sighting in mexico city on the eclipse not listed on the on this chronology not listed on this timeline which has three entries by the way i'm not missing it uh the 19, the 2018 one uh during the presidential uh, ceremony not listed on this the 1950 uh airport ufo the american military even witnessed Uh, not listed on this. The one that happened in 1965, not listed on this. What is listed on this? 1883, called the Bonilla, uh, the Bonilla observation. On August 12th, 1883, an astronomer named Jose Bonilla reported that he saw more than 300 dark, unidentified objects crossing before the sun while observing sunspot activities at the Zacatacus Observatory in Mexico. He took a number of wet plate photographs at 1 100th of a second exposure, although it was later found that the objects were actually high-flying geese. Bonilla is usually given the distinction of having taken the earliest photos of an unidentified flying object. With some ufological literature interpreting the photographs as either alien spacecraft or an unsolved astronomical mystery. That is literally what they fucking write down for that. That is literally the talk that they, they are fucking assholes with that kind of bias where they give the skeptics like, oh, no, it was actually discovered to be high-flying geese, although some ufological literature interpret the photographs as either being alien spacecraft or unsolved mysteries. We can give you, without any citations needed, that this was actually proven to be high-flying geese. 1974. Second Second entry in the timeline. 1974. According to ufologists, local residents reported a mid-air collision between a UFO and a small airplane near the town of Koyame in August 25, 1974, followed by military investigations and cover-ups afterwards. However, historians say that such UFO reports are likely prompted by the 1974 crash and military recovery of a Cessna aircraft involved in drug trafficking. Citation Needed and it's a self-published source. It says self-published source. So that literally is someone just edited the article and said, nope, I am the citation. I am the source. I am the Captain No. 2004. Last entry on the timeline. On Friday, March 5th, Mexican Air Force pilots using infrared equipment to search for drug smuggling aircraft recorded 11 unidentified objects over southern Campeche, Mexico. Mexico's Defense Department issued a press release in May 12th accompanied by videotape that showed moving bright lights at 11,500 feet. Mexican ufologist Jaime Massan interpreted the videotape as proof of alien visitation. But science writer and skeptic Michael Shermer was critical of witness accounts that varied widely saying, It was like a fisherman's tale growing with each retelling while other experts suggested the lights were mostly likely burned off flares on oil offshore platforms in the Gulf of Mexico. Wow. And it lists two other articles list of reported UFO sightings at large through history and by by nation and all that stuff like that at large so it's much different at least it gives you an article to go explore that. But it also gives you a list, strangely, to an outside, like an external resource, right? An external source. UFO over pyramids in Mexico on birthday of Victoria Unicol. Happy birthday from UFO to Victoria Unicol in Cancun pyramids. This is an actual external source. There's only two of them listed on the Wikipedia article for fucking UFOs over Mexico. And this is one of them. Victoria Unicall, producer and entertainment media magnate, was celebrating her birthday on October 30th in Cancun, Mexico, where she went to escape from her celebrity life in Florida and to take part in three Mayan rituals. She participated in a shaman-led Temescal ceremony and submerged in three cenotes and three rivers, holy places for the Mayan people. Original and zoomed in slow motion video, the original video has not been modified in any way. She had no idea that she would see the UFOs when and where she did, but this being the Chichen Itza Pyramid, Holy Ruins, she should not have been surprised. Right on her birthday, October 30th, she accidentally recorded a video of two UFOs flying at the Mayan Chichen Itza Pyramids in Mexico. She was recording video of the main pyramid, two objects flashed across the sky, but Victoria wasn't even aware of this until later that evening when she was scrolling through her videos. The objects appear to be traveling so fast that they crossed the sky in a matter of several frames of the video. It just so happened that Victoria and her husband were discussing her knowledge of the Maya that she received while under a channeling trance years ago, which contradicts the accepted wisdom about the origins of the Maya. Her husband, an FAA, U.S. Federal Aviation Administration consultant, aerospace engineer, and CEO of Edison Aerospace LLC, Gene Avakian, carefully watched the video and ran some calculations of the UFO's possible speed based on the assumptions about its length and distance. Since we do not know the object's true size, the information below was provided by him. There is one calculation based on the assumption that it is 5 meters in length and the other assuming it is 10 meters in length. Between time frames, 30, feet, uh, 30 frames per second equals 1 thirtieth of a second, 0.0333 seconds. Number of lengths of the object that appeared to travel between time frames is 26. If the object is 5 meters long, then that is going a Mach 11 and a half. Mach 11.5. If the object is twenty or is ten meters long, if the object is ten meters long, which is if it's between fifteen feet and thirty feet, if it's thirty feet long, ten meters long, it is going Mach 22. That is 8,730 miles per hour and 17,464 miles per hour, respectively. Going with the 5 meter object size estimates its speed at 6,717 miles per hour, or Mach 8.7, a speed no man made object has attained in level flight. For comparison, the fastest manned plane was the X 15 rocket powered test plane that flew at 4,520 miles per hour, or Mach 6.72, and that was only at very high altitudes for over 300,000 feet where the air resistance is far lower than near sea level where the pyramids are. Victoria interpreted the sighting as a sign that she must share the vision she has been keeping private for so many years. Many years ago, I went under channeling trance several times over a period of two months, during which time many amazing revelations were made to me, as if dictated by a faraway voice. I always wanted to share what I saw as it was relevant to mankind's future, but thought that the information was far too explosive to share with the world. So much of what I learned goes against the teachings of the major religions and reveals the missing links in our evolutionary that I fear to reveal it. Maybe I will expose some of what I learned soon, however, said Victoria. I guess you did not... um give a date or anything for her uh, predictions, but I'm going to look that up a little bit more. This was in November 14th, 2022. And so that's one of two links that the actual Wikipedia uses as outside resource links. She is something of a high end Illuminati, definitely Illuminati type. Founder of 24 Fashion TV. President and co founder of Vuga Enterprises and Edison Aerospace. Gossip Stone TV. She's a CEO, producer, and co founder of these. She is 45 years old. She was born in Moscow, Russia. Born in Moscow, Russia. She has been in shows and movies such as The Born Supremacy, The Moscovite from Africa, and many others internationally. I'm actually very interested in hearing what these revelations for the Mayan really are. Although I do not think that they will have it definitely where I can find it with any convenience. But I will continue to look up for it. And when I do find it, I will present it. But I think that says it all. I don't have to go into reading skeptic articles to show you the the absolute tone of derision and skepticism and prejudice they have against the Latin American world. And uh, the various ignorance and, and naiveties and proclamations made by the arrogant English speaking Western press, and regarding uh, honest, heartfelt, sincere, dignified eyewitness testimony with legitimate evidence ranging from mainstream neutral professionals in all. F- fields, all walks of life, to the actual ufologists themselves who pursue this with international recognition of this phenomenon and its extraordinary reality presented by these mass sightings that happen continually every single year. Uh, the world does not need western disclosure the world does not need western americans and english speaking british and canadian and australians to verify and admit that ufos are real or that they are responsible for them or they have any responsibility to them or any authority on the subject matter as experts in this in this world the latin american world already knows the truth mexico already knows the truth mexican ufologists are light years ahead of American ufologists. Spanish-speaking UFO videos are the truth. They're the shit. They're the holy grail of all of this. And all you have to do is open your eyes and learn a little bit of Spanish and just treat them with a little bit of respect. Treat them as equals. Treat them like you would like to be treated. And then you realize that a common language does not make different people. It does not make the same people. That a different language does not make people wrong or right. But that we are all just people living in the world, trying to make our best of it, seeing things we can't explain, being able to record them, being able to share this information, develop clearer pictures of the world around us, like intellectuals, like intelligent human beings who are civilized, can do and whether or not you're willing to reach out and extend the hand of human brotherhood to a Spanish-speaking neighbor of the South, Central or, um, you know, Southern Americas or Mexico which is in North America and represent them as equals and are with their experience as having the authority in the conversation then you will never even learn let alone uh, come to any kind of enlightenment or, or awakening past what you bring into the conversation. You'll make no progress. In fact, you'll just hurt yourself. You'll hurt yourself in your own progress spiritually, your own journey mentally, because one, they are one of the same. Your mental acuities, your intellect, your enlightenment to the world and its realities around you, that is your spiritual development. That is, that is you saving your soul. And the way it is now, hell is full of people speaking English. It's definitely the blind leading the blind, and all the blind people are speaking English. And I'll leave it at that. Thank you all very much tuning in another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Broadcasting you from the third coast of Texas. Pride and privilege to be doing so. Namaste and Salome. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. God bless you and your families. Please, if you haven't already, check out the other episodes in the archive. Over 400 episodes available to listen to. Um... Uh, Give a like, share, support that way. Uh, If you like episodes, post them on your Telegram, your Discord, your social media, etc. Feel free, link. You know, all you gotta do is link them and everything like that. I got videos on Odyssey, 400 plus videos on Odyssey. You guys know how to find them. It's all through Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. Donating a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever. It doesn't seem like a lot, I know, but if Everybody who listened to this donated one dollar, uh, we would be set for life in this podcast and be able to produce professional level documentary So, just asking for that. If you can uh, consider that, even maybe a once a month type donation, where it's even just as little as one dollar a month, that'll help keep the lights on, keep the wheels spinning, keep the tank fuel uh, fueled up and full of gas, uh, keep these pro. Uh, podcast coming every two days like clockwork uh would give me the incentive and also give me the ability free up that time free up that ability to uh produce higher quality productions with better equipment etc throughout time so of course i know you guys are living with the real world as well so you know it's not greedy it's pure capitalism it's pure just i want to be uh you know appreciated for my efforts for my work for my labor for my research and all I'm asking for is little as one dollar. If you can provide, consider seriously providing, uh, donating, and supporting uh, for independent journalism like this, UFology, that goes against the Western culture, the UFology culture, the mainstream culture. It is counterculture to the extreme. It only survives by volunteer assistance, and um, it can only thrive with your sharing this content across the web, sharing this content. Uh, as many times as possible with as many people as possible and in many places to get as many eyes on this material as possible so thank you all very much in advance for that like i said god bless you and your families peace out